Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pirkei Avot. Today I have chosen for us the fifth chapter, the tenth Mishnah, Perek Hey Mishnah Yod. It reads as follows: Arba midot ba'adam, haomer sheli sheli veshalach shalach zomidat benonit veyesh omrim zomidat sedom sheli shalach veshalach sheli amares sheli shalach veshalach shalach hasid. There are four types of uh, character uh, traits for a person. Someone who says, what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. Mishnah says that's the uh, middle of the road type of person, the average person, Benonit. And some say that's actually Midat Sedom. Someone who says, what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. Nobody has any ownership over anything. Amaaretz, ignoramus. Someone who says, "What's mine is yours." Sheli shelach veshelach shelach, and what's yours is yours. Hasid, I'm willing to share with you, and you keep your own. That's a hasid, pious person. Shelach sheli vesheli sheli, rasha. What's yours is mine. What's mine is mine. So that's somebody who is wicked. So the first thing we need to address is the first, uh, you know, character trait that the Mishnah is discussing, where I say what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. The Mishnah is bringing two opinions. Is that, you know, the average person or is that Midat Sedom? So in order to understand that, we have to look into the intent, I think, of the person that's making the statement. If I'm saying, shelach, shelach, what's yours is yours, because I don't want to take something that's not mine. And therefore, whatever is yours is yours. And therefore, my, my focus of my statement of mine is mine causes me, because I'm saying what's mine is mine, is because I really want to say what's yours is yours. And therefore, of course, if that's yours, so this is mine. So that's what we're going to call midah benonit, a person uh, we all understand that, you know, that what's yours is yours, and therefore, I, you know, I don't want to benefit from what's yours, I know that therefore this is mine, and I'm going to derive benefit from my own things, not that I'm trying to shut you out of anything, it's just that I don't want to benefit from you, and therefore, that's what a middle, you know, middle-of-the-road person is going to be feeling, that, you know, everyone has their own place, their own house, their own car, their whatever it is, and what's theirs is theirs, and what's the other person is the other person, because I don't want to take something that doesn't belong to me. However, if the cause of the statement is what's mine is mine, because I don't want to share with you, right? Then that's me datsidon. What's mine is mine. Okay, I'm not I'm 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 stingy, uh, I'm tight-fisted. I don't want to give anybody anything that belongs to me. Uh, you know, it's all for me. It's mine, 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 mine. You know, that's me datsidon that they wouldn't want to share, they don't let guests in, you know, all the stories about Saddam, what happens when somebody tries to benefit, they don't want to give any gimilut chasadim whatsoever, can't have any benefit from me at all, that's midat Saddam. So it's all really tied to what's your intent in the statement of what's mine is mine and yours is yours. If I'm focused on the yours is yours aspect, and then the derivative is mine is mine, so that's what we call me benonit. That's the middle of the road. But if I'm focused on what's yours, what's mine is mine. I'm not giving you anything at all. Forget about it. So that's already midatzedom. Okay, fine. And the next the piece of the Mishnah says sheli shelach 
שלך, שלך חסיד. What is mine is yours, and what's yours is yours is a hasid, someone that we call pious, right? So I'm willing to share with you, uh, no problem. Whatever I got, you can have very gladly, but I also don't want to benefit from you. So that's fine. That's, uh, you know, sonei matanot yichyeh, people that don't, don't uh, want to benefit from others in this world. Well, have blessing. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's actually pious. Where you're sharing everything you have that you're willing to share, it's yours, and yet do not want to take from anyone else. Um, this piece of the Mishnah they use to explain a pasuk that we're all familiar with that I don't think we ever pay attention to. We say it almost every day. So pasuk says, Tefila le David, right? David, Tefila, Hate Adonai Oznecha Aneni, God, please pay attention to me, answer me, Ki Ani Ve'evion Ani, because I am a poor, destitute person. But David HaMelech is the king. He is not poor. He is not destitute. He has a storage house full of treasures. How can he say, Hashem, please listen to me, because I'm poor and destitute. And therefore they use this pasuk to explain what David is saying. Why? Because David was holding from the level of the Hasid, where he's saying, Sheli, Shalach, V'Shalach, Shalach. Yes, there is money in the treasury. That's not me. That's, that's for everybody. That belongs to all. That's I happen to be the king and I happen to be very wealthy, but he doesn't look at it like it's his because he's sharing it with everybody else. And not only that, he doesn't want to take from anybody else. And therefore the Mishnah says, he's a Hasid. And therefore, right, that's why the Pasuk says, Shamira nafshi ki Hasid ani. Right? Because Hashem watch over me, right? Because I am a Hasid. I'm holding from this level of Shali Shalach, Vishalach Shalach. The next part of the Mishnah, where I want to point out to, is a contrast between the two different um, statements being made between the Hasid and the Rasha. Notice that the Hasid starts out by saying, Sheli Shelach, what's mine is yours. The Shelach Shelach. Yet the Rasha doesn't start out with his own statement. He doesn't say, Sheli Sheli, right? And the Shelcha Sheli, rather, he says, Shelach Sheli. Right? What you have is mine. So the Hasid says, what's mine is yours. And the Rasha says, what's yours is mine. Right? And, uh, and what's mine is mine too, by the way, says the Rasha. So why, why, why did the, the Tanav, the Mishnah, flip the order around? Make it, make, it, uh, you know, make it uniform. Start out with, what's mine, the Hasid should say, what's mine is yours. The Rasha should say, what's mine is mine. Why is he saying, what's yours is mine? And the way they explain this is that they say that... Um, you know the difference between the Hasid and the Rasha comes down to the I'm sorry the Sadiq comes down to the uh, the point of when I have something that I'm not sure who it belongs to. I have it might be yours, it might be mine. So the when the Hasid is saying right, there's some business transaction. Was there extra money? Was there not extra money? Um, you know whatever happened, there was a short change, short shipment. Who knows what? Right, so the Hasid was an overpayment or whatever it is. Right, the Hasid will say, "Sheli shelach." It's in my possession now, and I'm not sure it's mine. I'd rather shelach. You, you, you take it. You know, it's 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 better that if you take it, I don't want to touch anything that doesn't belong to me. And therefore, sheli, it's in my possession. Shelach, I, I don't want it. And the Rasha is the exact opposite. When there's money that's in a suffix situation. And he has it in his possession, so he says, ah, maybe it's yours, shalach, ah, sheli, it's mine. I'd rather have it myself, 
right? He doesn't think about Safek Gezel, but he doesn't care. All he cares about is having the money in his possession. They tell a story from the uh, from the Arizal, and uh, that uh, he went to get a visit from a rabbi by the name of Rabbeinu Moshe Galanti. He was a student of uh, Maran, Rabbeinu Yosef Karo. And he went to the Ari in Sfat, and uh, he tells him, listen, uh, you know, I need you to do me a favor. He says, what do you want? He says, I want you to look on my forehead and tell me if I have any sins. I don't want to come back in the reincarnation to this world. I want to make sure I take care of all my problems. I want to, I want to be perfect. I don't want to have any issues. He was a wealthy guy. He had a big business. and uh, So the Ari looks at him. He says, you sure? First, he obviously tried to push him away and say, no, 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 no. You know, But uh, at the end, he pressured him enough and he tells him, okay. He looks at his forehead. He tells him, listen, uh, I think you have uh, an issue with, uh, you know, potentially safik gezel, potential, uh, you know, theft, that you have some money that doesn't belong to you. And he was so distressed and so upset, he went home and he's sitting on the floor crying and screaming and tearing his clothing. And he calls all the workers from his business into this office one at a time, and not even all together at the same time, sorry. And he tells, tells them, listen, I want to know, anybody here, do I owe money to anybody here? Anybody? Do I? Nobody, no, of course not. You pay us well. Not only that, you pay us more than everybody else, and everything is great. And, and he's like, no, I know there's somebody here. Maybe I took something from you. Maybe you worked overtime and I didn't pay you. Maybe there's something going on. That I, that I know there's something going on. Nobody's saying anything. He says, listen, I don't know. He took out a big box with gold coins. He put it on his desk. He says, I want everybody to take some money from this box. And if I owe you more than what you're taking, I want you to forgive me. And everybody's saying, no, we're not taking any money. We don't owe you any money. We don't owe you any money. We don't owe us anything. One young woman walks forward and she takes three coins out of the box and she leaves. And everybody else left. Okay. So that's, he says, okay, maybe that's what it was. He doesn't know. He goes back to the Arizal, tells him, listen, this is what happened. This is what I did. He says, I heard about you. You're screaming and crying. Everyone's telling me what you did. Anyway, so the guy, the rabbi tells the Ari, Look again. Do I still have the problem with the Avon Gezel? This potential of the potential, uh, you know, potentially that I stole some money, or I owed money that I didn't pay. So he looks at him. He says, "No, now it's done. It's gone. It's all gone." You're looking, going, you're going straight to Gan Eden. And by the way, that woman that took the, the few coins, he says, she's one of your weavers, and she weaves on a machine that the threads are very thin, and it's much more difficult for to her to weave than anybody else. And must be you didn't realize you should have actually paid her a little bit more than everyone else, and you didn't, and that's what the problem was. And she took the coins, and now everything is all forgiven. Sheli, Shelach, Veshelach, Shelach. Inshallah, we should all have the uh, strength to to deal with all our business. Uh, you know, all our business properly and to always err on the side of caution. Have a wonderful day.